Oh my god, what's up party people? Welcome to this week's episode of Romancing Nancy Drew. I'm your host, Nancy Drew Nickerson, or Andy Nickerson on Twitter. For as long as that dumpster fire is happening. Um, or at Romancing Nancy on Twitter if you're so inclined, but you know, I only post there occasionally because, oh my god, Twitter dumpster fire. This week's episode is about bad medicine, which is the 35th volume of the Nancy Drew Files series. And I'm super excited about it because it's always been one of my favorites. I don't really know why. I mean, I do. Um, On the cover, Nancy is rocking a full Auburn. Like she's going dog Auburn. She has hit up the L'Oreal in her local drugstore aisle. And she's like, you know what? I'm leaning in. I'm going for fall colors. She is also wearing a like green like with a collar little button down thing happening very much oversized and relaxed fit with some white pants and she is swinging her hair like she's legit in a l'oreal commercial which and she's smiling she's having a good time as opposed to the thing that's happening to her in the background um most of this cover is also white which uh, you know is pretty normal but it does make the green stand out because a lot of the text is green as well and in the middle ground is Dr. Trevor Callahan, who is blonde and wearing a doctor uniform. He looks like he's playing dress up. Um, and the background is Nancy wearing the exact same outfit so that you are clear that it is her. Um, lying down with a masked person with a scalpel over her like she's about to be killed in a horror movie. Spoiler alert! Yes! Also no, but mostly yes! Okay, so... Oh my god. Oh my god. We're still in 1989. Our hearts are always in 1989. Ned is... Yes. I'm sad that he's not on the cover of this bitch, but, you know, a girl takes what she gets. Ned has decided that he's going to look into maybe hospital administration, and so there is, of course, River Heights, which is a hotbed of activity. It's much like Sunnydale and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, because, like, there's a hell mouth and also everything that you can possibly imagine. A university that no one has ever seen before. This one has a university that no one has ever seen before. Westmore Medical University, which you're like, yeah, that sounds like a, sure, sounds like a for-profit university that holds night classes and also a lot of drinking. No, it's fine. Um, So Ned's taking a week-long seminar there for two reasons. First off, does he want to go into a hospital administration? Spoiler alert, no, he does not after the events of this novel. Second, also Nancy, because he gets to hang out with her. And remember, Nancy needs enrichment in her habitat. And if Ned is nearby, then at least she'll be making out with him sometimes instead of possibly causing international fracas. Um, So he comes by and he's like, yeah, we get to spend time together because, like, in the evenings after I have taken classes, you know, some light banging, maybe followed by some champagne. I don't know. Maybe both at the same time. Maybe acrobatic things. We don't know. But Nancy's excited because she's like, oh, my God. The book actually opens before this. Um, Nancy and her friends, Bess and George, who you have heard of, <laughs> are watching a medical horror movie because we need to be thematic in all things. Um, Bess, of course, is freaking out because we have reached the end, and there is the heroine who is strapped to a table, and above her is the evil, crazed doctor who was holding a scalpel and about to just jam it into her body in some uncomfortable way. Also a metaphor. When suddenly, and Bess is like, I can't watch it, Nancy's like, honey, the hero is the about to show up. And Bess is like, how do you know? And she's like, that music tells me that the hero is about to show up. I'm not exaggerating. That is legit what is happening in this scene. Anyway, and George is like, she's a wimpy heroine and I ain't here for it. Oh my God, save yourself. Save yourself, girl. Which again, that is that is George's role in all of these books. She's like, I'm going to be your cheerleader and also kick some ass at all times. We need to be more like George in all ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Nancy's excited because she's gonna be seeing that and Bess is like, I don't I'm I'm not here for hospitals at this point. We have watched this movie too recently and no, no hospitals for me. And Nancy's like, That's fine, I'm gonna hang out with Ned and it's gonna be good. Ned wants Nancy to meet his friend Trevor. Um Yeah. Ned has friends, as always happens in this kind of thing, that you meet for exactly one book, and then they're never there again. And so Trevor is one of those. Trevor grew up down the block from Ned, but is older because he is in his second year of residency, which we don't technically know what year Ned's in. Again, 
Um, judging by the original books, this is 1989. Ned has been in college for approximately 60 years. Um, but sure, he's he's still trying to determine which which specific type of business administration he's going to be rocking. Which one of those things? So anyway, he wants Nancy to meet Trevor. Trevor is doing his residency at Westmore University Hospital, as previously established which is right next to River Heights, because again, of course, we have a medical hospital. All of these things can be true. We are, River Heights is vast and contains multitudes of things. So Nancy's excited about meeting his friend. Um, and also Trevor, who I have cast as Ryan Gosling, but Ryan Gosling from the Barbie movie. So full himbo, full fucking himbo, dyed blonde hair, himbo. Okay. So that's Trevor. Ryan Gosling. Yes. He's got some yellow rollerblades and he is excited to use them. Anyway, so <laughs> they're under that lab coat. Fuck it. Anyway, so um, Ned wants him, Nancy to meet Trevor because she's, she's like, yeah, I love meeting your friends because I want to get more enmeshed in your life because we're going to be married as soon as I finish carrying this baby for 10 years. I don't know. I don't know. It just never happens. I don't know. Maybe they've had a series of things that have happened. Anyway, so Ned's excited about it, and they go to meet Trevor, and I think, like, it's weird. Trevor is engaged to April Shaw. Damn it. I guess, I guess Julia Roberts. I think that works. But Pelican Brief Julia Roberts? Yes. Yes, we're going with it. Yeah, that, yeah. I'm fine with it. Anyway, um, except for she's got shorter blunt cut hair. So she's wearing one of the horrible wigs from the Pelican Brief. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. We're done. Um, so yeah, they go to meet Julia Roberts and Ryan Gosling, who in, in this time machine are approximately the same age. Because I think April's maybe like a year behind him. So she's she's doing a residency too. Yeah. Um, Trevor wants to be a famous cardiologist famous, uh, a really good one. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, he, that's his thing. That's, that's his specialty. So he's going to be a heart doctor. And of course, because we are reading literature, this means that Trevor is going to make people love better uh, for sexy reasons. Um, April is also, I think, interested in cardiology. Her father, Dr. Shaw, as previously implied, is a famous cardiologist himself, as one does. We don't meet him. It's fine. He's in the same hospital. Shut up. It's fine. It's fine. So they go to meet April and Trevor, who are, like, always acting like they are, like, 30 minutes past deadline on an essay that is worth 30% of their grade. They're always like, I, I need to go. And I'm like, I don't, I don't doubt that. That is my general impression of uh, student baby doctors as well. It's fine. So they go to meet Ryan Gosling and Julia Roberts in her bad wig. And they're like, okay, so how are y'all doing? They're doing great. They tell Nancy and that how they met. They met in medical school, and he's always thought she was great. And he's excited about after he finishes his residency, he will finally be ready to be married to April. So they exchange a loving glance, and Nancy looks over at Ned, and they, too, exchange a loving glance. Like Nancy's like, one day, I, too, would like to have similar conversations with this himbo sitting next to me. Oh, my God, yes. I love it. Anyway, it was a tender moment. I was here for it. Anyway, but April is distracted. As as said, you know, 30 minutes late, that essay is 30% of her grade. But her father is also in the hospital. He is, of course, a heart doctor who has a heart issue. So many heart words. Um, but he's, apparently he came to visit April, but then took ill and is now in the hospital. And we are not ever going to say exactly what's wrong with him because we are ghostwriters and fuck it. He is a person with a heart that is not working right. The elves inside it are angry and need to be appeased with medicines. Um, so yeah, so April's distracted by that. She's like, I hope he gets better. I don't know what to do. Except for he's apparently, he has the kind of heart problem that like, it's gonna kill him. They just don't know when. And April's like, this, this waiting sucks. Like, she's very upset, but she's also like, this, this is horrible. I'm, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Also, apparently April's mother died when she was a child, much like Nancy. And so Nancy's like, mm. and April's like, does your dad want you to be a cardiologist as well? And Nancy's like, uh, no, actually. I mean, he, she just kind of lets that drop because in the books, Carson never seems to put any pressure on Nancy to follow in his footsteps. So that's fun. Anyway, um, so they're talking and the way that this book actually 
first introduced Trevor slash Ryan Gosling with some real, real bleach blonde hair is that he is standing in, he's been paged to a doctor's, he's been paged as a doctor to a patient's room. And when he walks in there, it's a code blue and it's stat. And April's like, these are medical words, which are important. And so Nancy's like, let's go check that shit out. Despite having zero medical training, other than maybe some CPR training when she was a lifeguard for maybe two seconds, Nancy would be the worst fucking lifeguard in the world. Side note. Oh my God. Can you imagine? She'd be like, I'm sorry. I need to solve the mystery of what ha- what is happening with the vending machine and like two toddlers are in danger. But anyway, worst lifeguard. So they go into the room and they see Trevor and Nancy sees Trevor because she's like, I'm going to go do helping. I don't know. So she goes to see Trevor and he's like standing there looking at this patient who's clearly choking to death. And he's like, (gasps) and Nancy's like, is he just going to let her die? What the fuck? And then he's like, nurse intubate. And April, who was like right there is like, yeah, that that's a word meaning that her, her airway is blocked and they're going to, they're going to put a hole in that lady. And Nancy's like, I know. Peace out. So, so she leaves and the lady's intubated and she survives. And the problem is, of course, that she was given, administered penicillin as a pill and her throat closed up. So apparently she like paged the nurse because she recognized the symptoms before she was too choked to move or fuck. Um, and so Trevor, of course, is freaking out. Dr. Rayburn, his mentor, who is going to be played by mm, Jeremy Piven for reasons. Um, Jeremy Piven is like, how did this happen? And he's looking at the file and he's like, I don't, I don't understand this because clear, like there is like bright red and white tape around the file. That's like allergic to fucking penicillin. You fucking idiot. Kendall, you fucker. So Trevor's looking at and he's like, son of a bitch. It says penicillin. It's in my handwriting. What the fuck? And Nancy's like, yeah, that's bad. That's that's some real bad shit. Mm. How did you miss that? And he's like, I don't know. And Nancy's like, you're a terrible doctor. <laughs> but Ned, of course, is like, this is not like him. My favorite thing about this is like, Nancy's introduced to somebody who is like, now within the book, Trevor is not, I mean, he is kind of a himbo. We're going to get to it. But like, Ned's like, this is not like him. He is very detail-oriented and a good person. And Nancy's like, I'm going to take your judgment on this, which I feel is a problem based on what happened with Mike in book eight. But I mean, like, I feel like that was such a tremendous, like, break in their relationship that Nancy is like, I, from here on out, if Ned says somebody's legit, I'm going to accept it because the alternative is too bad. There's also, like, again, I'm reading this into it because I think that for most ghostwriters, they just kind of let that happen. But, like, maybe Ned is like, okay, maybe I'm not infallible. And so whenever he does actually, like, insist to Nancy that his friend is a really good person, there is almost always at least a an exchange where they look at each other and Ned's like, I thought he was. And Nancy's like, okay. And it's just like, I, I kind of need you to work through the fa- the fact that you are not infallible, and I'm working through the fact that I am kind of like a, can be, a very distracted and weird girlfriend, so. They got relationship stuff, but it's okay, they're gonna get married. I believe this in my heart. So, anyway. So, Ned's like, yeah, this is not like him, and Abel's like, this is not like him. He would not do this, but he's under a lot of stress, and, and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, Dr. Rayburn, Jeremy Piven is like, this is bad. Like, I cannot believe this happened. And everyone's like, "Mm, I can't believe this. So Trevor um, is supposed to meet with Nancy and Ned like the next day or something. And something like he he doesn't show up. He doesn't show up when he's supposed to. And um, then he called like. I think that Nancy and Ned like see each other and they're like, okay, well, let's just go get some dinner. And they sit down on the couch to start making out. I don't think anyone's home, which of course for me is like prime banging time. Y'all need to get your pants off and go to it. But anyway, the phone rings and is Trevor. And I'm like, yes, this is 1989. You had to call various landlines until you found the party you meant to reach. And so Trevor's like, Nancy. And Nancy's like, yeah, Ned's right here because yeah, of course, like it's 1989. And Trevor's like, no, no, I need to talk to you. And Nancy's like, why do you sound so weird, Ryan Gosling? And he's like, um, April's dad just died, and it's real, real bad. It's real bad. They think I did it. And Nancy's like, 
tell me everything. Oh my God. She's so like, she's both excited and also like, oh, this sucks. Tell me everything though. Spill all the tea. So Trevor is like, so it like, I was the last person to see him. And like, they're saying that I must've done something and I didn't. And Okay, there's a few different theories on what Trevor might have done. Ryan Gosling, rocking that bleach blonde hair. Did he kill Dr. Shaw because his girlfriend slash fiance was just feeling so heartbroken over the whole thing that it was just like, just just get it over with. Mercy kill. Is that what happened? Or is he just so fucking incompetent that he looked at his future father-in-law and was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just help him out by maybe just dosing him with some oxy or some shit. So anyway, so the problem is they don't actually know the cause of death. And again, it the problem is you're like, but he was in the hospital and they were saying he was gonna die. But apparently like it didn't, it, it seemed very sudden, like they were in the room with him. And then when they left, when they came back, he was dead. And like, they're like, yeah, this seems a bit fishy. It could have been natural causes. It could have been. Could have. But the only way to prove this is via an autopsy. Hooray! Oh my god, so, okay. So we have a body. And Nancy, of course, like, she's like, we have to, we have to go there. So they go and here's the weird shit. So you know that April, played by Julia Roberts in a terrible wig, has been like, I'm just, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Oh my God. I just, I just don't know. So when they show up to the hospital, like April seems super chill about all this. Julia Roberts is handling herself very well and just pale, but calm and composed. And is like, well, I mean, he's not in pain anymore. And Nancy's like, that, that's true. I'd be hysterical. I'm, I'm just saying, and so Nancy's like, well, and I think like Trevor's in the room and they're like, so you're going to agree to an autopsy, right? Because that's the only way to prove that like nothing fishy happened. And she's like, I said no. And everyone's like, what? And she's like, I just, I know, I know it's unprofessional of me as a doctor, but I just cannot, I can't. And on the one hand, I mean, I get it. On the other what the fuck? Also, it has to be a chapter in a cliffhanger where she's like, I just can't do this. I just cannot allow somebody to, to slice my loved one open. And again, uh, understandable. So Trevor, of course, is like, um, are you sure? Because Nancy's like, this fucking sucks. Everyone will think for the rest of his life that he maybe killed that guy. And she's like, I'm just going to let that happen. I'm going to let it play out. But anyway, um, the other thing that happens is Trevor's like, you, you gotta help me because they, they think that I did this. And Nancy's like, how can I help you though? Like, I just don't know. So they're talking and Trevor gets called in with Dr. Rayburn, his mentor and Dr. Fuckface. I don't remember his fucking name. Um, it doesn't fucking matter. Claiborne. I don't, everybody has a born name. That can't be right. Clayton. Dr. Clayton Forrester. I'm just going to throw in Mystery Science Theater names now. He'll be tri- he'll be played by Trace below. Yeah, that's him. Going to be wearing, like, full Dr. Forrester. Anyway, um, so, Na- like, Trevor's called in. He's like, okay. Nancy gets called in as well. And they're like, what have you found out so far? And Nancy's like, um, well, a few things. And they're like, please, please keep us up to date on your investigation. Because here's the thing. If Nancy's investigating, then it's not like an official malpractice thing happening. So they can kind of be like, oh, we've figured it out and we've corrected the problem and we had a teenager do it. (laughs) It's so ridiculous, but I get it a little bit. It does make a little bit of twisted logical sense where it's like, well, we didn't have an official investigation. So there was never officially any malpractice suit, even though, again, if somebody had to tear a hole in my trachea, I'd have questions. I'd have some follow up questions. So um, Nancy decides that she needs to check out what happened with the the patient who got intubated. That's one of her first things. She's like, okay, so because Trevor's like, somebody's out to fucking get me because like, they're making it look like I'm making all these mistakes. So she talks to Trevor. She's like, tell me everything that happened the day that the woman got intubated. And he, like, is fucking detailed as shit. He's like, at 8.05, I had yogurt. 
Nancy's like, okay, like he's just here. I'm his his recall is ridiculously good, and again, so he's kind of violating the Ryan Gosling himbo thing. It's fine though, um, but yeah, he's he seems to be like very credible as his own witness and Nancy's like okay okay that's cool that's cool so she feels like yeah it doesn't feel like it would be like a negligent mistake that he made that he would have prescribed that patient penicillin and he's also like I don't understand how the fuck that could have happened I just do not understand so Nancy's like I gotta get my hands on this file the way that they come up with for Nancy to be undercover in the hospital instead of just randomly asking people questions and be like how am I qualified for this? I am 18, and you may know my father, is that she's going to be a candy striper, which seems to go the opposite in terms of credibility, but okay. Um, Going from I'm Carson Drew's daughter to I'm going to be wearing a pink and white striped ensemble. Oh, it does remind me of um, that fucking movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, Catch Me If You Can, Mm -hmm. when he's dating the teenager with braces, but clearly it's a little bit weird. Anyway, um, so Nancy gets to wear a cute little striped uniform, which she's, she's not a fan. Like, she sees herself in her reflection. She's like, this is so fucking ridiculous. Not a fan. Um, she French braids her hair, though, and she wears some sensible shoes. And so Ned sees her in her getup, and he's like, I'm liking this. Because our man has a costume fetish. I'm just saying. Like, it's not even subtext in these books where he's like, that looks cute. I'd like to see it on the floor of my room later. Anyway, so, so Nancy actually does have to go work in the emergency room as a candy striper. And they're like, okay, so get people to fill these forms out. And she's like, uh, okay, sure. I, I think I can handle that. I think I can, I think that's my level of interest in things because Nancy would make the absolute worst employee at any hospital. Can you imagine? Oh my God. I have to go track this suspect down. Um, anyway, so like, they're like, you hand them this form and you, I think that she's actually supposed to also give them name badges, like little stickers with their names on them, I guess, so that when people are calling, they can confirm that that's who they say they are. I don't, anyway, I've never known a hospital to do that, but that's fine. All about color coding and bracelets. It's fine. Um, little pagers like you're at Outback Steakhouse. So, um, Nancy decides one of her first tasks is going to be to track down that file. So she goes to, she's like, okay, probably Dr. Rayburn has it because he's involved in this. So she goes to his office and his secretary is there and she's like, yeah, he's, he'll be right back. And Nancy's like, okay, I'll, I'll just wait. So the secretary goes over and like shuts and locks his office door before she goes to lunch. And I was like, I love it. Nancy's also like, I've only got 15 minutes for this smoke break slash bolt down a sandwich get up. So I'm going to need to get in there. So she's like getting incredibly impatient. So she goes over and she's like, yeah, I've got a hairpin, <laughs> which I feel like is the only reason that Nancy would ever French braid her hair to be like having a plausible excuse for hairpins. So she picks the lot, goes into his office and is like going through his shit. And she hears a rustling sound behind her. And she's like, huh? She glances behind her. There's nothing there. She's like, okay, I'm just, I'm just hearing things because again, she's seen that horror movie because she's in it. She's in it. Um, so she goes back, she finds the file, and it's clearly got the red and white striped, fucking dangerous, do not give this patient fucking penicillin, you dipshit. It's got that on it, and it's also got the patient's name on it with a sticker. And it's clearly penicillin in Trevor's handwriting, and Nancy's like, this. I do love that it's handwriting. But anyway, um, and Nancy's like, it's as plain as day that something's weird. Something weird is happening here. So she, again, here's a sound behind her. And this, this guy is charging, guy, this large framed person is charging toward her wearing a surgical mask with bushy eyebrows and has a syringe. And Nancy's like, ah, and is immediately like knocked the fuck out with the sedative in the syringe. She respawns in a hallway <laughs> in a stairwell. So, and that's like, Nancy, are you okay? And Nancy's like, what the fuck? Ha- oh, shit. What the fuck? And everyone's like, are you, did you fall down the stairs? Trevor's there as well. And they're like, did, did something, did you fall? And Nancy's like, no, I didn't fucking fall. A dipshit and a surgical mask fucking did this to me. And she shows them the puncture mark and they're like, oh shit. So at least there's that. Um, and they, I guess no bandaid. You completely inconsiderate of a monstrous 
penetrating sedative wielding doctor anyway so nancy's like yeah somebody didn't want me to get a look at that file and when they go back um the file's not there and nancy's like yeah yeah that's proof that i was onto something so yeah she's she's really looking into things she asks about who could possibly have it out for trevor and the one name that does come up when she's asking and this comes up between trevor and april they look at each other and they're like i mean maybe suzanne suzanne is an administrator in the hospital actually and she and trevor used to date and she wanted to get serious and he did not so they broke things off and then trevor met april and the rest is history so nancy's like i'll I'll go just feel her out about this just just see how she is because they're like you know bad blood etc so Nancy goes over and her little candy stripe get up and she walks in and Suzanne who is played by Parker Posey is just sitting at her desk and she's like can I help you and Nancy's like yes I'm I'm here about Trevor Callahan and immediately Parker Posey is like oh my god did he ask about me and Nancy's like oh um no not not as such um he's just in trouble and I just wanted to tell you that and she's like so you think I did it and Nancy's like I didn't say that and Parker Posey's like get the fuck out and Nancy's like that's fair though (laughs) I had no follow-up plan so she's Nancy's unconvinced that Suzanne did this because Suzanne immediately was like oh my god does he want to get back together with me so like it definitely seems like she's still got feelings for him so she's mm -hmm. the other thing and I cannot remember if we fucking discussed this in part one, is that Nancy sees David Baines with, who is a hospital orderly talking to Dr. Rayburn when she's, she's trying to talk to him about something. And they notice that he has Porsche keys because, of course, Ned is a member of the Omega, Chi, Omega Chi frat. And if anyone's going to know some Porsche keys, it's going to be this guy at a private college. So they're they're like, I want to be a hospital orderly. That sounds fucking great if I can afford a Porsche. So they're like, something fishy's going on. And he also mentions um, St. Louis. He's like, yeah, I remember St. Louis. Yeah. And Nancy's like, what? So she asked Dr. Rayburn directly. She's like, what was he talking about? And Dr. Rayburn's like, he's just being a dick. He got kicked out of medical school. And he's got, you know, he's bitter about it. And Nancy was like, "Uh, oh, that's fair. That's fair. I understand. So um they let me think what happens at that point yeah they're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on with him and he just seems super bitter about everything which again he's a hospital orderly so i would be too because bedpans i mean no judgment we've all needed them but also bedpans um anyway so nancy's going around like trying to figure out how the fuck happened like how could this have happened and then of course April finally, finally agrees to the autopsy. And then they can't find his fucking body. Um, The body was taken to the morgue. So Nancy gets to go see the morgue and she's a little bit apprehensive about it. She's like, dead bodies. But when they go down there, um, because she and like, I think Trevor's going to like, like he's going to like escort the corpse to the autopsy place himself because again it's a medical school um and they open the drawer and there's nobody in it and so they ask about it and nobody has any fucking clue they search the entire morgue um the hospital staff does not nancy oh my god horror show um and they can't find the body the body is not in the morgue and so they're like okay somebody took the fucking body they're also pretty sure it didn't leave and i'm like how could you be again if you were a working hospital then wouldn't you have like a body part incinerator Am I wrong about that? Is that not a thing at all hospitals? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so, um, they can't find him. And so Nancy's like, without his body, like, they can't do the autopsy. And again, Trevor can never be clear to this. So it's, it would be a bad thing. Just super bad things. Just super bad. Um, they do find out that one of the, or the, like the night shift orderly, he, he misplaced his keys and then he found them and he didn't really think anything of it. And Nancy was like, yeah, somebody stole his fucking keys and copied them and then put them back in there. So all those keys are just completely, you know, compromised at this point. Anyway, so there's that. Um, and then like April, um, Julia Roberts, pale, but holding a stiff upper lip is talking to Nancy and she's like, I just, I, I can't get past it. I feel like Trevor is responsible for my father's death. And Nancy was like, oh my God, um, what? And she's like, it's the only thing that makes sense. He was doing okay. Like they said that he talked to him like right before that point. And it just doesn't make, and I, I can't, 
I'm not saying that it was like evil. I'm just saying that like, what if Trevor saw that how upset I was and he just mercy killed him? And Nancy's like, huh, you, oh, oh, no. and she talks to Ned about it. And Ned's like, holy, they have some relationship issues that they are going to need to work through before any sort of um, actual wedding ceremony should take place. And Nancy's like, yeah. So, like, they talk to Trevor, and apparently April has been, like, ghosting him since the night before, and so he sees Nancy, and he's like, Nancy, have you heard from April? And Nancy's like, uh, yes. <laughs> and he's like, is she okay? What's going on? And Nancy's like, she's really upset right now. Um, I don't, I don't know. You need to talk to her. And Trevor's like, does she think that I killed her dad? And Nancy's like, um, and he's like, oh my god, she thinks that I killed her dad. Now, he says, you know that I wouldn't do that right. And Nancy's like, um, I mean, I understand. She's like, and she's talking to Ned. She's like, I mean, mercy killing is still murder. And I was like, okay, we're we're going to set aside the euthanasia argument. Um, but she's like, yeah, I don't. Uh. So, yeah, because again, and I'm sure that like legally in that state and in, in this fictional universe, it would have been murder. So, but he's like, I absolutely would. I would never do that. I would never. And Nancy's like that. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm not saying that you would, huh? I'm not saying that you would. It's fine. We're, we're going to figure this out. It's going to be okay. Oh my God. So at this point, this means that, um, April and Trevor, Julia Roberts in that bad wig and bleach blonde, Ryan Gosling have got to talk through the fact that they're like, this is going to hang over our heads indefinitely. Um, so the problem is that once April does grant that the autopsy can happen, of course, you know, the body's missing. That, of course it is. Of course it fucking is. Because, I mean, technically, could that have resolved this? Kind of? Not really. Not really, actually. Based on, based on my fictional medical knowledge. Anyway, um, so Nancy's still like, I, I need to find out what's going on here. She ends up going back to Dr daughter fuckface's office, um, Jeremy Piven, um, she ends up going back to his office, and she's searching his desk, because she's like, I've, I've got, I've got bad vibes coming off Jeremy Piven, just, just things, just happening, so she goes to his desk, and she finds, like, a bunch of patient files, and then she, like, the, I love that Nancy's like, if all the desk drawers are unlocked, then you got nothing that I want to see in here, I exclusively am here for hot guys, so, but she does find a fake port, like partition in a drawer. And so a little piece of paper flips out that it's like, pay me $10,000. St. Louis. Like, it, I don't remember the exact wording, but anyway. Um, and so Nancy's like, okay, he's being blackmailed. And Porsche. So she's like, it's that dude. It's that guy. She already doesn't like this bitch because David is like completely a bitch to her at all times. He's a bitch to everyone. He's got a lot of pent-up anger. When Nancy call, Nancy's talking to April, and she's like, hey, can you, like, look into this St. Louis angle for me? What she eventually finds out is that um, David was, in fact, attending medical school in St. Louis. Is there a famous medical in this universe? There is. I've got no fucking clue. That's fine. Um, so he was at medical school at the same time that daughter Shaw was also in St. Louis and also daughter Rayburn was in St. Louis and also like daughter Clydesdale. I don't know. Just start making up like Budweiser horse names. All these, all these doctors, the place was just swarming with doctors and he was at medical school and Anna Treadway was over Prescott. Anyway, she was given medication that was inappropriate and, David was blamed for it. It was like David, despite the fact that he was a medical school student at the time, took it upon himself to just shove some medicine down a lady's throat and she died from it. And he was like, he protested that he didn't do it, but like all signs pointed to him or some bullshit. So like he took the fall for it. So Nancy finds that note and she's like, mm, something happened in St. Louis and Dr. Rayburn, jackass. Jeremy Piven is apparently involved in this, so, so there's that, um, yeah, yeah, and we've already talked about her respawning in a stairwell, <laughs> as one does, so, anyway, um, Nancy is supposed to be meeting Ned for dinner, and I think it's, like, the Friday night, so it's after his, um, like, actual class is over, I think, anyway, um, 
But she gets a note, like, okay, she was called, like, that morning, and they were like, it's Friday, and so at the ER, our busy time is at the nighttime, so can you do the 3 to, the three to 11 shift? And Nancy was like, hell yeah, despite the fact that it was, like, 3 o'clock in the morning when she got called. It was real fucking early, but she was like, yes, I can do some investigations. I would have been like, I can sleep for the next, like, eight, nine hours from this point, and I'm gonna enjoy it, but no, she's full of energy. She's a little tigger. So she goes to the hospital to do some more investigation. She has to do the ER shift from three. Now the person who called her in to do that was like, okay, so technically like I found an actual qualified person. So it's okay with me if you don't need to do this. The other thing is that while she's down there, like actually helping people, like the like two people she helps, there's one person who's like, I think I broke my finger playing softball. And Nancy's like, that sounds like an appropriate softball injury. So she's handing the person like a clipboard with papers on it to fill out. And she notices that this is the intake form that all the people like fill in whenever they are coming into the ER. And it looks like the one that's in the file from Mrs. Deverly, who had had to be intubated, which is horrific. But what Nancy notices is that the at the top, you write your name in. There's not a sticker. You don't put a sticker on it. And so she's like, okay, somebody took somebody else's folder and they took the patient's name and stuck it at the top. And so it's probably like Trevor did prescribe penicillin to a patient who it was appropriate for and then somebody just took that it still had his handwriting on it and then they slapped the patient's name on it to make it look like he was the one who did that and so she's really excited about this she's like okay i figured this out it's not that trevor has like a terrible memory around this time um nancy sees suzanne um the parker posey who was not happy when she found out that nancy was not there to match make and she's like hey um april you might want to look in her. She was her father's only heir. And also she wasn't acting right after her father died. And Nancy was like, um, hi, what, why are you helping me with my investigation? I thought you didn't really give a fuck about Trevor. I don't know. And Suzanne's like, did you not hear? We are back together. Do you see this gorgeous necklace he gave me? And she like, it's a gold necklace. And Nancy's like, what the literal fuck? Because as far as she knows, like, 12 hours ago, April and Trevor were like, we need to talk about the fact that I may or may not have killed my future father slash father-in-law. And now, like, Suzanne's like, yeah, we're back together, and it's real hot. And Nancy's like, oh, shit, what? So when she runs into Ned, Ned's like, that doesn't seem like him. And I was like, Ryan Gosling is entering his himbo stage, and y'all need to step back. So, but, I mean, it, uh, April, also medical student, also wearing a bad wig, also acting strangely. Um, again, she was like waiting for the other shoe to drop. Maybe she encouraged that shoe. Maybe she slapped that shoe with her hand. I don't know. So Nancy's like, well, that's that's another wrinkle. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so she's going through all that. But um, whenever the person who's like in charge of all the nursing staff in the ER at that point, who had called Nancy in for the 3 to 11 shift, she was like, oh, I found a qualified person. So, and you, Candy Striper, um, who's wearing a little apron that's apparently really easy to take off. And I was like, again, this is why Ned's in the costumes. Um, was like, okay, so you can just, oh, you can peace out. You can peace out early. And Nancy was like, hell yeah. So she told Ned, but then at the time that they were supposed to meet, she um, was the like the person at the reception desk was like, Nancy, Nancy, I got a note for you. And she goes over and the note says, um, meet me at the um, like another building on the campus. I'm going to be a little bit late, Ned. And Nancy was like, oh, OK. So she heads over there to meet him at this building. And when she's in the parking lot, somebody grabs her the fuck from behind. And she's like, son of a... And she's like fighting like a wildcat. I love it. She's like, I'm going to scratch the shit out of you. I love when Nancy injures the person who is trying to abduct her. And then later is like, those are my teeth marks on your arm, bitch. That's that's one of my favorite Nancys. Love it. And she's like, yeah, I did bite a motherfucker earlier. And guess he's got teeth marks on his arm. Anyway. Ew. She needs to... I hope she gets rabies shots often. Um. Anyway. God. Mm. Anyway, so guy grabs her from behind. Um, you know, large frame person grabs her from behind, drags her toward the bushes, and is like, "You need to keep your nose out of other people's business." And Nancy's like, "Who? Who is this?" And of course, like she can't see who exactly the person is, and they like throw her down. And like anyway, she she screams for help. Somebody comes over. The person runs away. 
and an ambulance runs him the fuck over, like just smashes into him and he flies like a rag doll. And Nancy's like, holy shit. While on the one hand, I feel that karma is indeed a bitch who was correct in this one instance. Holy shit. So they run over and it's David, the creepy janitor, Giovanni Ribisi, just sprawled out there on the pavement. So I guess like technically a larger Giovanni Ribisi, maybe one with steroids. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, he's on the ground. He, he's been not, his ass has been knocked out. The ambulance has sped away. Nancy's like, oh, holy shit. So like he's, he is out cold. They take him into the hospital, conveniently located four feet away. And then Ned runs over and he's like, Nancy, what happened? And she's like, I was going over to meet you. And you, like, I saw the note that you were going to be late. And I was like, I got a note saying that you were going to be late. And Nancy was like, Okay, so somebody sent us notes to make sure that they could get me alone and try to threaten me. Awesome, awesome. 10 out of 10, no notes. When she goes back to the receptionist, she's like, hey, who left that note? The receptionist is like, no, people just leave notes. Like, I, you know, go get coffee, come back, there's some notes that are just left for me. It's magical. No idea. No idea who could have left this. And he's like, okay, okay, that's fine. It makes sense to her, though, that David did it because, hey, he got run over by an ambulance. He accosted her in the parking lot. Like, it's feeling like him. It's feeling like him. The other thing Nancy figures out is that, and I think that, um... Like, pretty soon after, I think it's like maybe the next morning, she's like, okay, is is he okay? And they're like, he's, he's not, he's okay. Like, we've stabilized him, but he's, he's got a lot going on. Nancy um, needs to sneak into the room where he is to talk to him because he is under police guard and the, he is not supposed to be disturbed. And Nancy's like, I need to find out what the fuck's going on with him. So, um she's talking to Ned and she's like, I don't know how to get into his room. Like they, they know me. And Ned's like, I've got an idea. So he takes her to a locker room that's nearby. And he's like, daughters just leave their doctor coats just hanging out. And I'm, I'm not saying that you should borrow one, but I'm saying that you should borrow one. Cause nobody's going to look twice at you if you're wearing a doctor coat. And so Nancy just fucking steals a doctor coat. It's got some reading glasses in it. And she's like, perfect. So she just pulls her hair back and she's like, yes, I am a doctor who is here to do some doctoring. And so the, like the guard who's on the door is like, this seems legit. And just lets her in. And Ned's outside as guard so that he can be like, Oh, Nancy, there's people coming. I'm going to hoot like an owl or whatever the fuck they've decided upon for this. So Nancy goes over to the bed and she's like, David, David, what the fuck? Why did you threaten me? What's going on? What's happening? And of course, she's like, maybe he knows, maybe he saw who hit him, something. And he's, he says, um, shit, what does he say? It like, it wasn't me. I didn't do it or something like that. And Nancy's like, what are you talking about? And, and then he says, Rayburn. And Nancy's like, Sure, like, because she started to figure out that probably he was blackmailing Rayburn. She's just not quite sure about what. And so she's like, is it related to the Anna Treadway thing? The patient who died in St. Louis. And he's like, out in the hallway, somebody's screaming. And they're like, who was in there with that patient? No one's supposed to be in there. What the fuck? I don't know if maybe it's uh, his condition is so, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't remember. Anyway, so they're yelling like, whoever's in there is going to get arrested. And Nancy's like, son of a bitch. So she sees a gurney and she's like, hell yeah. And so she just gets on the fucking gurney and puts the sheet over her like she's a dead body. So then an orderly comes in. Not him, of course. Not not the one in the hospital bed. Um, Comes in. And at that point, Ned's like saying loudly like, oh, I'm lost. Where's the ER? And Nancy's like, oh, shit. So an orderly comes in and is like, I have to take this body to the morgue. And Nancy's like, so she waits. She's just waiting because, like, Dr. Clemens is, like, coming. He's like, whoever's in here, like, you need to show yourself. And apparently somebody else came in to, like, do a check on him, like a nurse or something. And so she's like, what? What the fuck are you on about? And Dr. Clemens is like, oh, shit, I'm sorry, as Nancy's being rolled out on a gurney. So they get around the corner, and Nancy's like, surprise! And the guy screams, and because, of course... We are all about some fucking dramatic reveals on this. Oh, my God, some corpses... Just so many corpses. Oh my God. It's just, the place is just teeming with corpses. So Ned and Nancy are like, okay, I think that Ned may have come, may have realized it. I don't, I think it was like a combination of the two of them. But anyway, Nancy's like, if this is a learning hospital, there's a, there's an autopsy lab, right? 
like there's a dissection lab so that they can practice and they're like and Ned's like yeah Nancy's like where is it and he's like it's over in the other building Nancy's like cool I have a feeling that's where the body is because where the fuck else I was like chopped into pieces and cremated I don't know thrown into 17 different dumpsters I don't, I don't know maybe some fleshing bacteria who knows um but she's like yeah I got a feeling I don't know why, though. If you murder somebody and you're like, I want to prevent an autopsy, it feels like the um, best way for you to do that is to dispose of said body in a permanent way. Who am I to say? A person who has murdered absolutely no one. Um, so far today. So they go over there and Ned's like, you need to, you stay back. And Nancy's like, fuck, no, I'm going in with you. But like Ned goes ahead. And so Nancy sits there and waits for him. She waits 15 minutes and she's like, son of a bitch. So she goes in to see what the fuck's going on. And Ned is passed out on the fucking ground. And this guy wearing a surgical mask is like shoving his body into a giant plastic bag as though like when you have leftovers, but those leftovers involve corpses. We got you covered, bitch. We're going to vacuum seal, maybe do some sous vide. We don't know. We don't know how the day is going to play out. Anyway, so he's just shoving Ned into a bag. Ned is knocked out cold. He's in a freezer full of corpses. And Nancy's like, what the fuck? And she runs in there. And of course, the guy who has attacked Ned runs out because Nancy needs to check on Ned because, again, he is the love of her life and the father of her future children. She needs to make sure everything's intact. So she like she manages to like revive him like because Trevor comes in pretty soon after because he found out that they were doing this so he comes in and he's like what's going on and Nancy's like the guy but Trevor can't catch up to the guy so he comes back and helps Nancy help get revive Ned basically and Ned's like yeah I was I came in here and somebody just hit me on the back of the head and Trevor's like yeah you need to get that checked and Nancy's like you need to get that checked young man <laughs> and Ned's like traitor <laughs> So anyway, but they find Dr. Shaw's corpse in there. And so Nancy's like, fuck yeah, bitches. So they get to take the corpse back to the morgue. So they alert the hospital staff so that they can do that. And Nancy's like, Nancy also spotted Trevor earlier that day with Parker Posey just planting a big one on him. And Nancy's like, so Ryan Gosling with Ken Hare poor quoi. And Trevor's like, I don't know what's going on right now. And Nancy's like, Really? Really? Tell me more about your decision to cheat on your girlfriend! Who, of course, April found out. Like, Nancy ran into April, and April's, like, sobbing openly. And she's like, he's with Suzanne again! And Nancy's like, something's weird about this. So when she's talking to Trevor, she's like, first off, fucker. Second, Suzanne was flashing some jewelry you gave her, like, 12 hours after you had broken up with April. And Trevor's like, she showed you some jewelry? Nancy's like, yeah, a gold necklace. And Trevor's like, I gave that shit to her like two years ago. She's, oh my gosh, she's just trying to start some shit. Nancy was like, and also like making out with you in public. Like, let's just place the blame where it needs to be. And Trevor's like, yeah, that is on me. I don't know what I was thinking. I was, I was just not thinking clearly. And Nancy's like, yeah, bitch, you were just, you were in your himbo phase. You had entered your himbo villain era where you were just being incompetent at many things at once. So there's that. Anyway, uh, Nancy and Trevor get Ned to the ER and get him checked in. And Nancy's like, okay, I'm going to go down in the morgue and just make sure that everything's okay. Like the, the body gets there and gets checked in and everything because holy shit, the, the person who attacked Ned is still out there. So she goes down to the morgue and like she has told them that's where she's going. And the two morgue workers are knocked the fuck out. And the corpse is gone. And Nancy's like, son of a fucking bitch. And she sees the masked figure wheeling him down the hallway. Now, earlier in the book, because we we are big old bitches about Chekhov's guns. Um, Ned had told Nancy that there are tunnels under the hospital, like, connecting everything. And so Nancy was like, yes, creepy tunnels, morgues, yes, yes, perfect. Because, again, she is stuck in a horror movie. She went to sleep after that first scene where she was watching that movie with Bess. And this has all been a dream. Anyway, so they're in the tunnels, and so Nancy's following. And, of course, there are branches in the tunnels, and so she's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? So she's still wearing the fucking doctor coat. I love that no one has been like, Nancy... 
Why are you wearing somebody else's daughter coat? Like, it's clearly got somebody else's name stitched on that pocket. What's up? No, no, no one's stopping her. She is. She's got white lady privilege, and she is rocking it. So, she rips a strip of the lab coat off, and I'm like, you're gonna, you're gonna need to replace that lab coat, girl. And, like, pins it so that whoever's following her will be able to follow her trail. The next time she runs into the same situation, she leaves, like, the glasses that she had found in the pocket that she put on her nose, and she was like, yes, I am a doctor. She put those up there so that they would know that, so that Ned would know. Ned slash Trevor, whoever, would know that it was her. Let him know it was me. So, she follows him down to this other creepy place, and he manages to get the jump on her. And she's like, it's Dr. Rayburn. It's been you the whole time. She went by his office and she had noticed that there was something weird about his diplomas. Like, it looked like there had been maybe an E on the end of his name. Like, that he had just removed. So, she noticed that, like, yeah, you would want to keep your medical degrees. But also, like, oh, this isn't even as sophisticated as the scam that we were seeing with those dot matrix printers in the other book. Where it's like, we're going to print you out a new transcript. He was like, no, I'm just going to white out some shit. It's fine. So that's where we're at. Now, of course, Nancy knows too much. And now Jeremy Piven slash Dr. Raber must kill her. But anyway... So, when Nancy responds, she is strapped to an operating table. And because, again, she's at the climax of the movie that she was watching, the first scene of this book. Um, Dr. Rayburn is standing over her, and he's like, yeah, you know too much. And Nancy was like, yeah, but um, what what are you planning to do? And he's like, I, I have to get rid of you. And Nancy was like, this is definitely not going to look like an accident, though. I see that scalpel. I see some shit. What are you, what the fuck? He, he never actually says what the fuck he's going to do. Anyway, um, other than she knows too much, Nancy's like, I need to, because she needs to stall for time for Ned and Trevor to find her because she's sure that Ned is going to dramatically fling off some blankets and follow her. Maybe he will be wearing a hospital gown that will not be tied securely for sexy reasons. Anyway, um, so Nancy's like, yes. Um, so what I've surmised about you so far, because she needs to stall. She's like, so in St. Louis, the whole Anna Treadway thing, and Dr. Raymer's like, that was an honest mistake. And Nancy was like, then why the fuck did you get it blamed on David? Who, yeah. And he's like, it was, I wasn't, I, no, I shouldn't have had to be blamed for that anyway. Like, seriously, he fucked up. He said that he could not find anywhere to go. So he ended up here at the shithole hospital. And Nancy's like, hey, it's got a good reputation. I do love that the back of the book is like a River Heights hospital. Because River Heights is big enough to support multiple hospitals. Maybe there's a vet hospital that will feature it in, a, in another book. I know that there's going to be wildlife sanctuaries. We've discussed this. Anyway, um, so, yeah, he couldn't find anywhere else to go. He decided to come here to Westmore. Now, he's, again, he's head of the cardiology department at this hospital, which apparently is prestigious enough for, you know, people to know about it. But he's like, I'm, I'm just stuck in this shithole and I'm bitter about it. And Nancy was like okay, again, like, you, you fucked up, because apparently he fucked up other stuff, because, you know, he got David kicked out, but I think Dr. Shaw knew enough to be able to put some pieces together, and so did somebody else that was there at the time, so whenever he saw that Dr. Shaw was in his hospital, like, first off, he kind the way the book makes it sound is that he found out, the daughter Rayburn found out that Trevor, Himbo Ryan Gosling, was, dating Dr. Shaw's daughter, Julia Roberts, in a bad, bad wig, and somehow decided that, like, the best thing to do would be to, like, get close to Trevor and then, like, blame him for the fuck-ups. If so, like, that was a very quick timeline. I'm, I'm just saying. So, um, yeah, he, the whole like, lady who had to be intubated thing, that was to kind of just say, like, yes, look, Trevor is being sloppy and, and not doing things correctly, just to kind of lay, like, oh, well, you know, this is a pattern of behavior with him, so this is how we see this happening. Um, Dr. Shaw, he went up and just executed him with an air embolism, which I do love is the preferred murder method of the people in Nancy Drew books who have doctor degrees. They're like, you know what? I'm just, 
I'm not even going to introduce any poison into your system. I'm just going to put some air into your body in a creepy way. Um, so yeah, that's what he did. He executed him with that. And so of course, once the air bubble hits the heart, it kills you. I'm, I'm assuming this is correct. I'm assuming it. I mean, I know that clots do this, but anyway, sure, hon, it's fine. So that's what he did. He's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I did it. And of course he has to prevent the autopsy because the autopsy would reveal that if there was like it, I think it would look like natural causes. I think again, in this fictional universe, it sounds like the problem was that he wanted the suspicion to stay on Trevor. And when he's telling Nancy that he has to kill her, he's like, I'm, I'm really sorry. I just have to kill you. Like he keeps apologizing to her. He's like, it's, you know, I wish I didn't have to do this. And Nancy's like, you don't, you don't have to do this. Like you can stop at any time. And he's just like, uh, let me get the scalpel. And Nancy's like, you don't have to though. Like, oh my God. Anyway, so she manages to get herself free. Why are there straps on an operating table? I say that like I'm, I'm not familiar. I mean, it's fine. You don't want you don't want somebody operating on a punchy on the face. I understand that. It's fine. Um, but anyway, she gets off the table. He's got nitrous oxide going. She's not quite sure exactly what he has going. She because again, he never is clear on his plans. I was like, is he? Do, what's going to happen? Is he just going to do some weird organ shit? Like, I have to kill you and harvest all your organs. I don't know. I don't fucking know what he has in, in store for this. I think that Ned was like, and I got to see the organ refrigerator, and he was he was happy that that organs are out there being transplanted into other people. Anyway, so Nancy gets away from him. She gets around the table like he's still armed with everything, all the medical implements you could possibly imagine, bone saws probably, and she like. I think that she manages to like catch him off balance or something. And so he cracks his head on the table. And so she straps the mask that he was going to put on her over his face and starts counting. And then she's like, why am I counting? I have no idea like how long I'm supposed to keep this strap to his face. Am I going to kill him? I just want to knock him out. I just want to knock his ass out. And like she counts to like 15 and she's like, is it pure oxygen? Am I just helping him? I don't know. Anyway, Finally, Ned gets in there. There are bolts on the door because otherwise she would have just like just raised out the door. But there are bolts on the door that were too high for her to reach. And so she, why would that be true? Why do you have like a torture basement in your teaching hospital? Anyway, I guess because I don't know, racist reasons. Anyway, so she gets a stool and gets over there because she can hear Ned on the other side of the door. And she's like, there are bolts. I have to unlock them. Hang on. So she gets a stool and unlocks it. And Ned comes in, he's like, are you okay? And Trevor's like, yeah, you dosed his ass with nitrous oxide. Yeah, girl, yeah. And Nancy's like, girl boss. Because <laughs> she saved herself, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, she did. And Ned, Ned came. Like, again, if, you know, she was hoping that they would bring some security guards or whatever. And I, they might have. It doesn't fucking matter. Because she was, she was fine by that point. He was, bad guy was knocked out. It was fine. So... The end of the book is Trevor and April are back together. Ryan Gosling with his kin hair and Julie Roberts with her bad wig. They're back together. It's fine. Um, it, he's been cleared of charges. The whole Nancy explained how the Deverly thing happened. So it was all behind him. David admitted that he was blackmailing Dr. Rayburn over the whole thing because he was like, I know what happened. You know what happened. Give me $10,000. That's how he was able to afford his Porsche payments. And when Nancy started poking around, he saw his cash cow being threatened and so that's why he threatened nancy because he was like if anybody finds out what i'm doing then no more porsche and so yeah but he's gonna be okay yeah it, despite being tossed like a ragdoll giovanni Rabisi is resilient and he's managed to make it through this um so they're telling everybody about the the thing because of course Bess was like i am not stepping foot in a hospital ever again and nancy was like it's fine. Um, but she tells them about the end. And so Bess is like, oh my God, it's like the movie we were watching where like crazed doctor and, and George is like, but not a wimpy heroine. So George is excited about that. And I was like, exactly, George. Exactly. I don't, I don't know if there was ever any explanation given for why Bess and George were like, and oh, we're just going to sit this one out. Other than of course that Nancy was with Ned and they were like, either they're going to be making out or racing around the hospital. So they got this. Anyway, so Nancy looks over at Ned and she's like, but he saved me, my hero. And George is like, boo. And they all laugh and it's fine. Um, yeah, so. 
That's it. I guess, I think the daughter Rayburn is facing charges because, of course, he murdered someone and admitted it to Nancy. And I, again, I don't think the autopsy's gonna, but it's fine. And, and April and Trevor are back together and it's fine and everything is fine. And we have a creepy torture dungeon in a teaching hospital that no one's gonna ask questions about. And yeah, yeah. Such a fucking weird book. It seriously does feel like somebody was, somebody watched some sort of medical thriller and they were like, Yes, Nancy Drew should be in this, which I, I cannot help but stand. I'm here for that shit. Like, that is a perfect fanfic setup, and I love it. It's just, like, almost hilarious in the whole tropiness factor, where it's just like, yeah, it's crazed doctor and everything. Like, I don't know. And that's the kind of shit that you love when you're eight years old, and you're like, yeah, she's being threatened by a mad doctor, and he's got a scalpel. Why Why the fuck does he have a scalpel? Why would he not just nitrous oxide her ass till she's dead? I don't know. It's fine. Also, why didn't you cremate the body? Like, so many questions. So, so many things that you fucked up, Dr. Ray Byrne. Again, he's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, is this why you're incompetent? Because your heart's not in it. Because you feel like you're stuck in a shithole, but also, like, you lack the will to do anything about... what? What's going on with you? What's, bad decisions. Mm. Anyway. So, Yeah. I do love that Nancy and Ned are super cute in this. And there's one point where Nancy's like, you need to please take me home and feed me. And Ned's like, girl, you know it. Let's let's go to a place that is not a hospital because this cafeteria food is murdering me. And like, <laughs> Nancy's like, for someone who hates this cafeteria food, you seem to be eating here a lot. And Ned's like, it's food. Like, I'm a hungry guy. And hey, it's better than vending machines. So, yeah. I don't know if... I don't think Nancy ever refers to, maybe I'll be a doctor again. And again, I, I sincerely feel that she would make a really, really attention deficient doctor. I'm just saying. I think she'd be good at like tracking down like medical malpractice shit, which is basically what she's doing in this book. At the end of it, they're like, Ned, are you going to be going to hospital administration? He's like, mm, I think I'm going to stick to regular business administration. Fewer corpses, generally. Fewer. Um, you know, as a percentage, as a ratio just saying so so that's where we're at um yeah I don't necessarily think there's anything specifically interestingly like subversive about this one honestly I do think that it's ridiculous that Trevor is such a fucking himbo because we have such a short span of time like it's so weird it's like April can't react to her father's death appropriately and I was like what appropriate way is there to react to someone's death there's the way that you want them to but that doesn't mean that's the way they're going to and then there's Trevor being like oh my god I would never I would never do this and Nancy's like we literally met five minutes ago like how am I supposed to know how the fuck you're supposed to be and the thing that I did point out that I don't I think got deleted um I feel like Nancy and Ned um, have an interesting relationship in terms of whenever Ned introduces a friend, like, Ned can't, after the events of Files 8, Ned can't be like, yes, I trust him implicitly, and he is a perfect, saintly human being who would never do anything wrong, because you fucked up with Mike. And Nancy also, whenever Ned's like, this person is a blameless saint and can do no wrong, she's afraid to contradict him because holy shit. So she's, she goes along with it, but there's almost always a moment in the books when Nancy and Ned look at each other and Ned's like, it's possible that he was mixed up in some shit. And Nancy's like, yeah. So it does kind of feel like from that perspective that the two of them have kind of learned from the events of Files 8, which is good because that book broke my fucking heart as it does every single time I look at it. She's so pensive wearing that emerald green sweater combo with the pearls. And and Ned's just about to break her fucking heart. My babies. Anyway. Yeah. So I do, I do like that in terms of like character development where it's like, okay, neither one of us is infallible when it comes to this. And it is appropriate to at least be like, hey, occasionally the people that you love are going to fuck up. They just are. They just are. And you need to accept it and not, like, pedestal them. Which I feel like was a big part of Ned and Mike's relationship. Mike is... 
Shit, I'm trying to think, because usually when I'm writing stories, Mike pops up a lot because I'm like, they're besties and also a complicated relationship, which is good for angst reasons, but I don't know if Mike pops up as much as one would expect in future books, because again, probably the ghostwriter who wrote that one would have a particular interest in introducing him to other books, so. And I don't know if that person ever wrote another one, I don't know. Anyway, for next time... Oh my, I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for you and for me because I get to reread it again. We're going to be doing Shockwaves. The Nancy and I go to Corpus Christi, Texas. South Padre Island. I'm sorry, it's not Corpus Christi. South Padre Island, Texas for spring break and just get into shenanigans. And also the Hardy Boys are there, but nobody gives a fuck. Um, I will say that of all the Nancy Drew Hardy Boys super mysteries that I've read, it is my favorite characterization of these himbos. <laughs> Because Frank keeps his fucking hands off Nancy. Like, because Ned's there. If all the Hardy Boys Nancy Drew Super Mysteries had Ned in them, we could have a talk. I think we've established that there's one that I'm not going to touch at all because it enrages me so much. I think we've talked about that. So, so we ain't touching that one. But Shockwaves is really fun and just ridiculous and so spring breaky and it's it's the appropriate time of year if you're going to be listening to it around the time of release so i'm super excited about that so until next time as always stay sleuthy my friends <laughs>